I don't understand. So is it like a bunch of sailors and like they're singing songs and no. dancing around in the bar? Oh, or is it more... It's like the opposite of the Disney version of like what you would think it would be. <laughs> See, because I'm picturing, you know, it's when you just... got somebody with a big mop in the corner and he's singing a song mm. while he's doing it. I mean, it sounds like it's kind of a magical place. I mean, it depends on your definition of magic. Okay. I think it's uh, it's definitely a place. It's definitely something different. And everybody's eating like fresh fish and there's uh, oh. somebody dancing around. Excuse me, madam, I'd like to take you for a dance. Oh, and, like again, something like that. Start thinking the opposite. They're all in their you know, dress whites with yeah. their hats on, and no, it's not no, Kylie. it's exactly opposite. Of it's, that. it's opposite of that. Yeah, okay, it, was, we it, to... it was like the like the most Bremerton experience I've had in a long time. Okay, yeah, all right, we need to get it was pretty we solid. need to get to the bottom of this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And I usually say live five days a week, but this week, it's going to be six times because this Saturday, (laughs) December 2nd, is the Portland Podcast Festival. The first ever, the first of what we hope are going to be many. And we We would love to see all of you out there this weekend. So the Portland Podcast Festival, um, this is something that Sarah and I and uh, and our buddy Jason uh, helped organize and are helped putting on. And... um, it is going to be a ton of fun, in case you don't know, in case you haven't listened to our show in the last month or so. 13 podcasts, all doing live performances. Two bands, two stages, one free beer from Small Town Brewery which with your awesome. ticket purchase. Which is, And the tickets are less than $20, and so that's like a full day-slash-night of events and things to do. And you're supporting local people, and you're really helping Greg and I like continue to do Fun Employment Radio. Absolutely. Because if we do events like this that are successful, then the sponsors will be like, oh, hey, look at these people putting together this great product. We want to help them more. Therefore, we get to continue doing what we love, and you get to continue listening, and everybody wins. I think, you know, in this time of year, some people, I think, get a little bit lethargic. It, it'll happen sometimes. You're like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to stay in. It's cold outside. This is the kind of event where you want to go because you can come and have a great time. And and it again, 13 podcasts. Everybody's doing about a 20 minute show, so you get like an amazing like sampling of it's Portland podcasts. It's like a podcasts. sampling platter, yeah. yeah. It's a sampler of everything from like Caitlin Weirhauser's Harry Potter themed show. Do you've got uh, well, Trends with Benefits will be there doing a tech mm, it's show, like a show to so the so, Sprocket podcast about bicycles. To, yeah, um, Rip City Bad Boys where they talk about basketball. I mean, yeah, a little bit of everything. Dan Weber where he totally offends you if you're religious because he uh, reads the Bible and analyzes how ridiculous oh some of the passages. Seriously, are. just to just to highlight that one right there, Dan Dan reading the Bible is. Uh, or reading the Bible with Dan is the mm-hmm. name of his show. Dan Weber's been on this show many times, but his live performance—it's something you have to see. I mean, he's just such a unique person. Yeah, I mean, in comedy and just in life, he's just this strange, beautiful man. Yeah, he just really is. And his show is hilarious, mm-hmm. and that's all going to be there. I mean, this is—you get to see all of this. And then um, Joanne Chinnerly is going to be there with uh, "Control Yourself," her show, and she was just named by Willamette Week uh, Portland's funniest comedian. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just all kinds of... Actually, I think Tim Lebwitz is going to be on there, too. Tim, who we've had on the show before, because he talked about how um, he used to smoke meth, and then he was on Judge... Uh, Mathis. 
Judge Mathis, is that mm-hmm. the one he was on? Yeah. Yeah, so Tim's going to be there, too. He's part of one of the shows. Awesome. Like, it's just going to be a great, great time. And you can get your tickets at pdxpodfestival.com. We just got the uh, lanyards in today. We did. Oh, my God. And there's Everybody so- gets a lanyard, like a commemorative lanyard when you come in. That's important. So one of the fun things that we get to do and that uh, I get to do, so Greg does a lot of the tech stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff, and what he allows me to do, which is super awesome, is he lets me um, like create a lot of the logos and things for uh, you know, like our merch and for like our signage and for the things like lanyards. So it's super fun because I came up, uh, I painted initially the Portland Podcast Festival logo and then we ended up like cleaning it up in Photoshop and doing all that stuff. But it's so neat to see it come to fruition like with this actual solid lanyard in my hand. Yeah. Oh my God. It's pretty cool. And so I've been like actually attaching all of the strings, you know, all the, what are they called? Like the badge holders. Whatever uh, they I don't are. know. I don't know. I'm going to let you. The string things with the hookies on them. Yes. And so I've been Technical attaching terms, those everybody. all morning. And oh my gosh, there's so many of them. They look so cool. And I'm so excited. So yeah. I hope that you come. Of course, you get to keep your lanyard so you can have it forever and be like, hey, you know what? I went to the first Portland Podcast Festival and it was awesome. Yep. The first one. So uh, when we get to like year 10 or whatever, you can be like, oh yeah, well, actually, I've got my first year one. So I'm pretty cool. Or if nobody comes, then it'll just be the first and only. And then you'll get to have that one too. Just kidding, oh, please come. Please come. PDXpodfestival.com. <laughs> go there. I'm um, so excited. And oh uh, a big thank you to our sponsors. I do need to say this, and we'll, we'll talk more about it later because there's some cool things. But a uh, big thank you to Small Town Brewery with Not Your Father's Mountain Ale and Not Your Mother's Iced Tea. They're going to have both of those there. Every time when you walk in the door and pick up your lanyard and uh, check in, you will get a uh, ticket for one free beer from Small Town Brewery. Mm-hmm. That's how awesome they are. So they have the main stage. So that's going to be the Mountain Ale main stage at uh, there. And that's kind of in the theater side of the Hawthorne. And then we have the lounge side. We'll talk about that another time. But, yes. Um, yeah. So it's it's really, really cool having having these wonderful know, so, Like we keep talking about it. I think it's because we've just been, you know, it's been our lives. And now it's like coming down to the wire. Oh, my God. It's our entire lives. Uh, it's all we do outside of this. Uh, except for over this last weekend, Sarah, where we did take a break and go... Go to our respective uh, places where we grew up. Our homes away from home. Yes, uh, Mm -hmm. for the Thanksgiving Day weekend. And I'll talk about independence here in a little bit. But, Sarah, you you went up to Bremerton. I sure did. At Bremerton outside of Seattle, across the Puget Sound. If you will, right? That's what you would say. I would say it's, yes, it's it's on the, the beautiful bounty of the Puget Sound. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So Bremerton is a Navy town, uh, Brem- ostensibly. I mean, yes. there's, there's a Navy base there, right? There is a Navy base there. So that's uh, initially why we first moved there in the first place, because my dad was uh, in the Navy for a great many years. And when I was in high school, he got in stationed. He was in the Navy. And so he was stationed, uh, so we moved around a lot when I was growing up. I was kind of a Navy brat, and um, and the last place I lived that I went to high school in is Bremerton, Washington, where my family still resides, where my parents still live. And um, So the bars, I would just assume, and we've talked about the bars up there before, and, and I've actually been to one up there before, mm-hmm. um, but they... Uh, there's, there's. A, I'm assuming there's a lot of like sailors. You know, it's Thanksgiving. They're out and they're all in their dress whites and you know dancing no. around. This is why I'm picturing the magical. All right, well, let me tell thing. you. Like, you know, and there's a guy at a piano, like with his hat on, a little bit crooked, like in a movie, and he's sitting there like playing on the piano and he's singing songs of the sea. No, you do know, I get he's to got tell his my other story sailors. Or just gonna make up your. I'm gonna imagine stories. how it looks, so and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> you know? So the guy's Should sitting I tell there. You now or there's a guy playing finish? a piano. Okay. Like you walk into the place, it's like hardwood floors, and there's all kinds of like sea memorabilia on the walls, and then there's a uh, you know 
know, a group of sailors like, hey, how you doing? There's an arm wrestling contest, you know, between two of them. And they've got like all they all have anchor tattoos on their forearms. And then there's a guy sitting at the piano and his shirt's just a little bit unbuttoned and his hat's on a little bit crooked. And he's singing songs of the sea. It was a stormy night, you know, writing up some stuff. And then there's a lady in a red dress leaning against it. And she's like, oh, this is just fascinating, (laughs) sailor. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, you have some uh, guys back in the corner. And then there's a couple of them maybe get into a little bit of fisticuffs. And then they're like, ah, forget about it. Let's have a drink. And then they go do a shot together. And this is all when you're walking into the bar. Okay, so you replace the grand piano with a pool table and the lady in the red dress with a prostitute. And you're pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Okay, wait, so the grand piano is not, there's not a grand piano? There's not a grand piano so much as there is a pool table. So what is this place? torn felt greens. All right, so let me tell you a little bit about Bremerton. So Bremerton is a Navy town. However, there are suburbs of Bremerton, like the Silverdale area, which is uh, like technically a part of Bremerton, but it's also its own like suburb kind of thing. So there are lots of little like areas around Bremerton that are actually starting to get pretty popular because people don't, uh, they can't really afford to live in Seattle anymore because of all the urban growth and all that stuff. So they are actually moving to Bremerton and then commuting to Seattle for their jobs because you can Mm. buy a cheaper house in Bremerton. Like, you know, people will buy houses in Portland like further out or in Vancouver or Beaverton because it's cheaper than being centrally Mm -hmm. located in the city. So um, a lot of like hip young kids have started moving across the across the bay to Bremerton. And so because of that, like there has been a research there's been like a surge in like uh, like breweries and different like cooler bars. But there are still some bars in Bremerton that are terrifying that you will might get stabbed at and they still exist. And it's kind of neat to see like those little pockets that haven't quite been cleaned up yet. Oh, I thought they were just sailor bars. No, no. Okay. No, a lot of them are like nicer bars now. And one of the areas that Bremerton's cleaned up the most is actually next to the ferry terminal. So the Bremerton Seattle Ferry is, a, you know, if you live in the area, you know what it is. Like basically it's the ferry between Bremerton and Seattle. Okay. Very beautiful. You, you know, it's like about a 55 minute ride, go through, blah, blah, blah. So it's in the past, like, Bremerton. thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so in the past, like, 10 years, they have really cleaned up that area. So this is in West Bremerton. West Bremerton used to be so scary. Like, basically, it was just a, like a gravel dirt, like a gravelly dirt lot that you left your car in. And then you just jump on the foot ferry and go across. Now it has, like, huge, like, it has a Starbucks and all kinds of fancy Okay, so it things. used to have, like, like, little, like, shacks and lean-tos down there and stuff like that? Yes. You know, and then there's, like, an underground thing and there's, like, tufts and you walk up to them. Yeah, and because be it's like, right next to the naval shipyard. So there's all, like, the shipyard work. So they're like, hey, I want to buy some drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, are you a cop? Next you know, to the, and then they've got switchblades and things like that. And they mm-hmm. hang out down by the Next to the ferry the was where a lot of my friends who who stayed in Bremerton could afford to live because they're big old houses. Like slick back hair and like, you know, uh, like different like kinds of gangsters, on I think. And different like, kinds of okay. gangsters. Okay. But like they're. Um, hey, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Uh, hey, what do you think? Um, but people could afford to live there. For some reason, Bremerton's very old timey in my mind. It's pretty. It's a pretty magical place. Yeah. Um, and so people could afford to Scram, live there. Kid. Greg, let me finish my story. Oh my god. So this is like people could afford to live near the ferry terminal because it was like super cheap. You could rent a big old like you know dilapidated house, um, yeah. you know for uh, super cheap. That was where uh, I was over at my friend Tanea's house that one time, and I saw someone get stabbed. That was right next to the ferry. Yeah. So you you actually did see somebody get stabbed. Yes. Yes, and then we had to hide in her house because they looked did up and they the saw Did you call the police? No. Cause her, like, Why did you call the police? You saw somebody get stabbed <laughs> and you didn't call the police? Well, the police eventually oh showed God. up, but we were drunk teenagers. That's not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
He you was fine. He was fine. He just got lightly stabbed. Oh my God! It was You're just one a, of those just people. Grazing. I mean, I guess I always knew you were, but wow. So, you could tell it was just a grazing stab. That oh, yo, he's gonna be okay. He was. He was Why fine because we started please? watching. Because, well, first of all, I don't think I had a cell phone at that point. No, I didn't have a cell phone. It was before cell phones. Okay. Yes, okay. Bremerton was run down. I'm going to guess your friend probably had a phone in the house. I actually don't remember if she did or not. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> we just used tin cans and called for help at the top of our lungs. <laughs> you didn't call for I mean, not to my recollection. Like, no. Not to my recollection. <laughs> we probably, why don't I say that I did? Why don't I say that I... I don't think you, I don't think that's how it works. Let's just say that I saved that man's life that day. Oh, okay. Now mm-hmm. we've, we switched to that. Uh-huh. Damn. <laughs> so... Rough. He was fine. The police showed up. They, they arrested the person that stabbed him. They took the other guy away. He was fine. Because <laughs> you followed up with him, I'm sure, to make sure everything was fine. All right. So <laughs> anyway, that was everybody. Ago. Take note of that, by the way, if you're around, Sarah. Okay, so so like, you don't want to get involved. So you witness a stabbing, and she coldly turned her back and went back in to watch. I did not because the person that stabbed him, like, because we were all at Tanea's house, and we were out on the front uh, on the patio overlooking. So basically, the big houses are kind of up on this hill, and they look down at the like main roadway down there, and it was under a streetlight where this guy got stabbed and, <laughs> and then the people who stabbed him looked up and saw us but thankfully like the house is so high up there and there's so many weird entrances to get to the different houses I don't think they could have figured out how to get to our house but we were terrified that they were going to find us because they saw us see it and so we like ducked down behind the thing and um, and like hidden, turned off all the lights and like hid in her house because we were terrified because there were like actual like gangsters out there that had just stabbed somebody and we're like you know 18, 19 Totally not underage drinking, you know. Anyway, you so made it Bremerton, sound like you were a lot younger earlier too in this story. Now all of a sudden you're eighteen or nineteen. That no. is young. Yeah, that's young, but that's also old enough. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that. Do not get stabbed around, it's Sarah. Just a gentle stabbing. <laughs> anyway, nope, see ya. So over the past ten years, like there's less stabbings and more Starbucks, and but there has been one thing that has stayed there, and there is this dirty old, like Mariner, like Navy bar, like not Mariners, like the baseball team, but Mariners, you know, like like people who work on you know, yeah, you know, ship stuff. It's this dirty Mariner bar called the Drift Inn. It has been there forever, and all around it, it, things have been, like, built up, like, they're polishing everything, it's all, like, shiny and nice, there's a big, like, naval nautical museum next door to it, and mm-hmm. on the other side, there's, like, all sorts of, like, there's some sort of specialty, like, art shop thing, but in between all of that is this glorious little shithole called the Drift Inn. Quick side note, how many coastal bars do you think there are in this country named the Drift Inn? I know, right? I mean, that has got to be, that's like a Springfield thing. Mm-hmm. Like, almost every state has a, has a Springfield somewhere. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a Drift Inn in at least multiple, maybe, in every state. Because there's one, yeah, and Yahats has one in Oregon. Um, yeah, okay, anyway. I, was just I mean, there's so that. many. There's got to be so many Drift Inns. Mm-hmm. Well, so on thanks, so I have... But this sister- is not the magical one where you walk in and there's sailors singing and dancing around. This and is, ladies in red dresses leaning on pianos. It is so not. It is so far from, from what you were dreaming of. It is okay. so far. So right. this was on Thanksgiving night. So I uh, went to Bremerton to spend time with my family. And uh, my sister had a couple of her friends come over from Seattle. 
on Thanksgiving night uh, to have, or, you know, on Thanksgiving day to have dinner with us, and then we drove them to the ferry afterward. Okay. So we got there. Um, Michael's brother was driving, so we're like, cool, let's, we can have a couple cocktails. Let's just uh, go, let's go an hour early, and that way we can go, because we wanted to give them the full Bremerton experience. And since sure. my favorite bar, Old Town Pub, RIP, is now gone, this is the closest thing that we have to, like, a trashy, magical bar. So we park, go in, and... It was like the record screeched when we walked inside of there because it was me, my sister, her husband, Michael, his brother, Ryan, and then our friend, Sarah, who was there as well, and this other guy, James. Okay. So they're all like very well, like I'm not very well dressed. I was wearing like a flannel shirt and you know, like my sneakers and jeans. Like I just looked like it. I, Were you wearing pajamas? No. Did you wear pajamas out? No. Did you wear like comfy pants? Like, uh, no, I wore jeans. I don't. Track you pants? know, you know that I don't do that in public. I don't know. I don't know what you do in Bremerton. That's true. I do go super casual in Bremerton, but I did wear my jeans and my t-shirt. But my sister, you know, is all cute in like her little dress, and her friend looks like some you know, like fancy bohemian girl, and they're all just like we super don't look like we belong in there. I okay. kind of do. Everybody else doesn't. And so I walk in, and it's kind of like a screeching record. I mean, it is just. Like, every seat along the bar, this is about, like, 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, is completely taken up by some sort of random, sketchy-looking person <laughs> that looks like something out of some, like, police lineup. Every okay. single person. <laughs> so again, Including now, the bartender. Everything is, a, I'm imagining, it is an 80s movie for... You walk in, it's so. exactly, it's like something out of, uh, like, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Okay, so there's an old in, man hunched over the bar with his hat on, he yes. looks over in... He's, yeah, he's got, like, dark sunglasses on. Yes, they're, like, the shit apples playing pool. They're definitely, like, there's the drug dealer sitting on the side, like, shaking hands with a lot of people. Shaking hands and, like, has and a coin like, and he's flipping up and down, like... Maybe some, like, kind of exchanges are happening. Okay. Yeah, so we walk in, everyone, like, whoosh, like, you could feel the wind turn from, like, when all of their heads turn toward us. Okay. Like, so we're all standing there, and I'm like, all right, whatever, this is Bremerton. And uh, my sister's friend, Sarah, was kind of like... What is happening? Because it's a really weird place. I know I like talk about it, like say it's weird, but Bremerton's weird, and you've been there. Uh, I've been to Bremerton. You know, yeah. it's, it's a bit of an odd place. Yeah, that's a little. It has some oddities. Too. Yeah, you, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So walk in, and this is when, so I did this weird thing too. So clearly, as I was talking about, I wasn't born in Bremerton, but I. So when I walked in, like it was clear, it was apparent that we did not fit in, and so this guy, one of the shit apples, who was. Playing pool. He was, like, trying to be kind of a... Uh, I think he was trying to, like, kind of do, like, the cock of the walk, trying to, like, own the bar. So cock walked, of the walk? Yeah, so he what tried is, to... What is that? Like, trying to, like, own the place. Okay. So he came up to me. Oh, that's his bar. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came up, and he was kind of laughing, and he looked at me, he's like, <laughs> so you guys aren't from around here, are you? And he said that to me and kind of looked at his friend. He's like, <laughs> talking to his friend. And I don't know why I said this. So what I, did you do? I didn't do anything, but it was a running joke the whole time after this. So I meant to did say you like blurt something. I did. God. So Sarah. I meant to say. What did you blurt? <laughs> I meant to say I'm from here. I meant to say no, I'm from here. And instead, the only thing that came out of my mouth, I just turned like over my shoulder, I was like, "Born here." And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I said. Born what? here. I don't know why I said it. What? And I, I don't know why. I just blurted it out. Born I'm like, here. I'm like, born here. And then the guy, he, he kind of looks at me and he looks terrified of me. And then he was kind of like, "Oh, oh, sorry, sorry." And then he kind of backed away and kept playing pool. And then my sister looked at me. And she's like. 
born here? <laughs> I don't know what I did. I don't know what I'm doing. Why would that come out? I don't know. Born here. So that was the thing. Oh my God. The entire like, rest of the weekend. It's the inner Bremelo like popping out right there. It, I don't know why because I was not, by, by the way, I was not born in Bremerton. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Born here. Born here. So totally scared the guy. Where are you from? <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry. And then he like kind of backed away and went into his corner. <laughs> like I scared him. Like my sister was like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And so wow. for days, all I've heard is born here. <laughs> it just came out. I was so cold know, sober. I can't even explain that. Like, I don't know. So anyway, so we're in there. So that happened. So we get our drinks. And I'm just like, okay, that was just really weird. So we go, and this is, uh, so when you're like describing the, you know, the grand piano and the red dress and everything, yeah. this, is, this is the complete opposite because in the back there was a folding table and it had uh, canned turkey and some like whipped cream salad thing. Wait, what? This was a buffet table? It was it? like a buffet, but it wasn't a buffet. It was like a folding table. With canned turkey? With like some canned turkey and like some... Uh, it was just, it, it was very, it was depressing. Canned turkey? It was, yeah, they had like cans of turkey out and like this weird like chit, like, I don't know, like cake thing with whipped cream and like cherries on it. It was just, it was very depressing. I'm not making fun of anybody. It was just a, but I mean, everyone who was there was enjoying it. Like this was just a very popular table. Yeah. People were just eating their Thanksgiving dinners. Without a care in the world. And then also one of the most, um, Beautiful parts of this of this magical place was the bathroom. So it's always good to go into bathrooms and like the dive bars, the Burlington dive bars for sure, because it, they're always kind of uh, interesting. So this one had it, a full like kitchenette set up inside of it. What? There's a kitchen a kitchenette. What yeah. do you mean? Like a little like a, a 70s like dirty kitchenette thing set up like an old like um, an old like table in there with some chairs and an old mirror with like lights all around There's it. There's a table in the bathroom. Yeah. It was very odd. It was very odd. But also in the bathroom. Was there like a coffee maker in there? Or no, just this like. A this, little fridge? This kitchenette thing. This like Formica table in there with like all these like, um, these like bedazzled like vinyl seats. It was very strange. But the rest of the bathroom is just disgusting. It has like graffiti everywhere. But not just any graffiti, Greg. There are also some poets in Bremerton. Okay. All right. All right. Well, first of all. The first thing that I noticed in the bathroom is how many lipstick prints there were on the stall wall. Now, what? It was the grossest thing. Lipstick prints on the stall wall. On the wall. stall wall. So when you walked into the bathroom, like there was one kissing stall. kissing the wall. There were m- at least like 10 different lip prints on the side I'm of the stall walls. Just going to ask, were there holes there? No. Okay. No, it was just like people kissing. Okay. The poop walls. It was disgusting. They're all different, like colors. Why? Why would you? I don't know. It was not anywhere else in the bathroom. It was just inside the stall. It was weird. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's not normal. I wouldn't think. No, it isn't. Okay, so so they're kissing the stall walls. So there's kissing the stall walls, and I I took a picture of this. And there's also some Bremerton bathroom poetry that they had. So so Sony been kissing the walls, and what what is the poetry? Oh, I I just pulled it up so I can read it to you. Oh, you took a picture of it. Oh my god, of course I did. Okay. Oh god, bathroom poetry. (laughs) All right, so this is uh, written in cursive, slanted, next to a lip print in the stall of the drift in. It says, "My back is sore, my feet are swollen, but my soul is thriving 
and my heart is beating. Live hard, love long. Life is short, love is forever. Someone took the time to write all of this on the bathroom wall. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's all. That's the thing. Can you read it for us one more time? Yes, of course. Yeah. My back is sore. It's, it's being asked uh, questions, too. We have the live chat Yeah, going. please. I'm, I've been reading my... Radio.com slash, slash live for your live subscriber. Six ninety nine a month. First week is free. Uh, Keelan asks, is this a ladies' room or unisex? Which is a ladies' room. It's a ladies' room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this a lady ostensibly writing to other ladies. Yes. Okay. It, it seems like she's... Uh, I don't know if she's trying to inspire other ladies. While kissing the wall. While the kissing... Is that like some secret code? I don't know. Like I now I need to know. I don't know. It was really. I'll try close. to look that Let up. Let me just you tell you, like, this, this there aren't like wall. I, I don't look at a wall and be like, man, I want to kiss that. But I mean, I can look at a wall and be like, man, I don't want to kiss that. And this would be like up there as like the number one wall that I wouldn't want to put my mouth on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My back is sore. My feet are swollen, but my soul is thriving and my heart is beating. Live hard. Love long. Life is short. Love is forever. There wow. it is. Well, that's some really inspiring stuff. It really was to uh, to know, you know, when you're when you when you're going out. I mean, things that you can learn there from the drift in. Mm-hmm. So many things from you Bremerton. learn from okay. the drift in. Okay, so that was, so that was some of the poetry. Was there any other poetry that was on there? That no, was there was inspiring. <laughs> no, and then there was just a whole bunch of like, Cindy's a slut. Born here. Born here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so after that, so after I took my pictures of the ba- of all the bathroom poetry and everything, we were sitting at our table. I shit you not, Greg. And I said, I shit you not. We were sitting there, and the kid who had initially approached me at the beginning, where he's just like, oh, you guys aren't from around here, are you? Like, trying to be a shit talker, and then the, the one that I blurted, born here, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. He actually came up and shook my hand. No. Yes. I think I scared him. I think I became the godmother of Bremerton that day. <laughs> he came up to the table. My sister will attest to this. He came up, and he, he stuck his hand out, and he's like, I just wanted to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. You take care. Oh, my gosh. And shook my hand like a motherfucking Bremerton godmother. What yes. the fuck? It was awesome. Like Queen Bremelo. I know. And my sister's like, I think you just became Bremerton royalty. I'm like, born here. Born here. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that was the, that was what you're supposed to do. I don't know. Like that's like the, the secret code for Bremerton. I don't know. You know? Uh, maybe I, that's why, because I wasn't, I didn't mean to say born it. Born here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. All right. So you are... <sighs> I am the Bremerton godmother. You're the godmother of Bremerton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that I'm over 21, I will totally call the police if you're getting stabbed. Oh, thank you. That, now that you've just <laughs> barely reached over 21, just a smidge over 21, Sarah will call the police on a crime. Because, yeah, if you're under 21, kids, don't worry about calling the police. It doesn't matter. You're, you're under 21. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the worst. Like, I was just afraid to call. <laughs> no, the worst is getting, getting stabbed. stabbed. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. That's the part that sucks the most out of the story. Not that <laughs> we were underage drinking. We couldn't call the police on the stabbing that occurred. Oh, my gosh. So that's... The godmother of Bremerton. Mm-hmm. Born here. Born here. All right. Well, I mean, I that's, don't even know how that happened. I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, I know we need to get to other things, but I will say, you know, I went out in Independence 
uh, over this last weekend. Are you the king of independence? Am I, and am I the queen of... <laughs> sure, Britain? yeah, I'll be the king of independence. Okay. <laughs> no, I, uh, it, was, it was fun. Uh, went out for a little bit to one of the... I have nothing compared to what your stories are, though. <laughs> I forgot about the born here like, thing until we started talking about it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, my buddy Jeff went and picked me up out of my parents' house and, uh, and went into town. And so, yeah, I had a, had a few beers out there. Although it is funny because there's so many people that still live in Independence, where I'm from, Independence, Oregon, mm-hmm. that are still there. I forget about it because I was talking to some of the, some of the people that we were with and I brought up some of the subject of, of playing football because you know, I played football for a little bit in school. And uh, there was this. Is that how you got your weird finger? It is how I got my weird I finger know. because I caught a pass and it yeah, broke at my a, finger. At a practice. At a practice. It didn't even count. And I still made the catch, though. And it snapped my finger. If you ever see me in real life, ask to see my weird finger. I'll show you. And so you can Gross. just, you have to ask first before you touch it, though. So anyway, Nobody I've got my weird to finger. Touch your finger. People have wanted to touch the weird finger before. No, they have. Oh, they have too. No, because I'll hold it up on my two pointer fingers and people can look there. And there's, uh, you know, you can see one of them. I mean, look at it, Sarah. Look at it. Look at the knob. Stop. I don't want to look what at the knob. What happened is it broke and then it refused. So there's three bones. How? Two. This is like the most boring story and you tell it so often. People want to touch the finger. I'm sorry. Oh People God. are fascinated with the finger. Anyway, we were talking about that. And there was this one uh, time in, in school. I took a hand off. We had this one coach. Um, we had this one football coach who was going through this period in his life where I don't know much about his history besides this, but he was trying not to use profanity. And so every time he would get mad and be like, God dang, darn it, son of a <laughs> gun, curse, you, you know, curses, like just anything, anything to not say a curse word. And, uh, and so he was an angry guy. He was just, he was just angry. And so I was a running back and he handed the ball to me. You were, were just like doing a practice handoffs. Mm-hmm. I lifted my elbow too high and I popped him in the face while we were doing this on accident. But I ran my elbow at full speed into his face and gave him a bloody lip. Oh my God. Like, I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I put my arm up too high, I guess. And I gave him this bloody lip. And it was the look on his face as I sat there watching him, and he just slowly like put his fingers up to his lip and held it out and saw the blood and just like boiling, boiling anger and just took the football and threw it and yelled, run, and to all of us, and we all had to go run and <laughs> because he was ready to kill us. And uh, it was a couple of the guys that I was hanging out with over this uh, in Independence who were also part of that thing, and they, they remembered me smacking him in the face. Uh, but I started talking louder about it, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I said his name. And I saw everybody at the table, like, kind of quiet down. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, my God, is he here? Is he here right now? Because I keep forgetting that people still living in the pens. are like, no, but his, his kids could be. <laughs> so his kids go in there. And I'm sitting there yelling out the name. And I'm, I'm, it's just one of those things I forget. I'm like, oh, I'm back in town. Like, I can't talk about that oh, yeah. out loud because all those people are here. They're all there. So when I say that, like maybe it's you get shouldn't noticed. talk shit about people, Greg. That's the thing. Well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't talk shit about yeah. people. Maybe that's what it comes down to. Maybe that's. I wasn't the talking about. To be learned. Wasn't hey, he was mean. He was. He was mean. <laughs> he was a mean man. He was a mean man. No, I'm sure he's fine, but he was an angry guy back then. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun hanging out there. It was definitely fun having some drinks in Independence, and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll go back in again. I'll go back in again. The old uh, arena, the sports bar. Oh, is that the big one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there with you. That place is mm-hmm. kind of. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very independency. Yes. But it's nothing like yours. We don't have dancing sailors, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, if by dancing sailors you mean like cracked out meth heads, then yes. I mean, they are kind of jittery. Yeah. They do kind of look like they're dancing a little bit. Yeah. With the whole. Yeah, there wasn't as many crackheads as I would have expected. I didn't really see any. 
No, I saw a lot. Yeah. But it's weird. It, yeah, it's um, yeah. It was the, the majority. Mm-hmm. The majority, I'd say. Really cheap drinks, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Good to know. All right. Well, anyway, shout out to everybody I was hanging out with. Oh, also one one of the guys I was there uh, said that he this is this guy and uh, is married to a girl I went to high school with, and he said he sees my face every day because uh, somebody he works with is a big fan of the show. So shout out to whoever that guy is. Who works with the husband of a girl I went to high school with? Somehow that's real. Out. That's too specific, Greg. Is that too specific? Yeah, no, we'll be able to narrow it down from there. Anyway, yeah, he said he sees my face every day because um, he has fun. Somebody has fun employment radio as their uh, screensaver on their computer at work. That's awesome. So, oh, as their screensaver? Yeah, that's, that's cool. What he said. Yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome. Maybe he's just lying to you to make you feel better about yourself. Mm, maybe. That would be a strange way to lie, though. It would be. Yeah. It really would be. It would really be going out of your way to lie mm-hmm. about it. All right. Well, I have a couple stories from World of Crazy. Yeah, let's do, do some World of Crazy. Yeah, do you want to do that? that? Do you want to do that? that? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. World of Crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, are you a fan of Olive Garden? Olive Garden's okay. It's all right, right? I mean, I know you're not supposed to say that, like, oh, it's like going to an Olive Garden. Look, I'll be honest, I've been to an Olive Garden before. It's not that bad. No, I I have always enjoyed my meals at Olive Garden. The other one that gets a bad rap, Red Lobster. I've had some delicious pieces of fish from Red Lobster. Yeah. And they have those little, like, cheddar biscuits. Oh, my God. Cheddar biscuits are good. They're so good. They're so much better than the Olive Garden um, never-ending breadsticks. But those are still pretty good, too, because they're nice and buttery. The key is, if you go to a place like that, you eat breadsticks primarily, and then you save your food. So you fill up on, on all the free breadsticks. No, that I think that you save the... Meals. No, you take the breadsticks, you hide them in no, your No, it's never-ending breadsticks. Yeah, and then you get them until you look like you've eaten all of them, and then you can just keep taking more and more back with you. And then you eat your regular food and take the breadsticks home with you, then reheat them in the oven. No, you end up with things. It's like if you go to... Um, Why would I want the fresh cooked food taken home with me when I should eat like the food that I ordered then and then take the breadsticks home for later? Because you're doubling up. You're cheating the system if yeah. you eat all the breadsticks right there. No, you're not. You're filling yourself up. Yes, exactly. You fill yourself up with all those breadsticks because the food's not never-ending, but the breadsticks are never-ending. Like if it's a buffet, it's the opposite. You never eat the bread at a buffet. You go for the good stuff and fill up on that. But if it's whatever's never ending, eat as much of that as you can. Like just shove it in. And then you save the rest for later. And mm-hmm. then you've cheated the system and you got two meals out of the deal. I, I think that And you then you order exactly one more thing of breadsticks before you leave. No. And then you have an extra one. I think you should do exactly opposite of what you're doing because you're not paying to go out to a meal to have to reheat it when you get home. That's a stupid... But you're cheating the system. You're no, getting two meals. No, that's not cheating. That's cheating yourself. And that's a really stupid idea. It's the same thing when it's never-ending fries. Eat all the fries. Anyway, so we don't love Olive Garden as much as these people do in Arkansas. <laughs> Segway. Don't call it out. A pair of Olive Garden fans in Arkansas have announced plans to name their firstborn child after Olive Garden by calling her name. Oh. By calling her... Their last name is Garten. And they're going to name their daughter Olivia. Olivia Garten. <sighs> Justin and, Gort- and Jordan Garten of Fort Smith said they have decided to name the baby after the restaurant that they once ate every day for seven weeks after buying a never-ending oh pasta God. pass. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, I mean, that's very romantic, I suppose. But why are you cursing your child with that? 
We committed to eating there every day for six or seven weeks to get our money's worth, Justin Garten, 28, told Good Morning America. It saved us several hundred dollars when we really needed it. Well, the couple well, said that's they... that's nice, but... <laughs> Wait, how does a never-ending pasta thing work? So you just eat pasta every I single day? I think you get day? a pasta pass. Yeah, I want to I see a picture. I want to see a before and after of eating seven <laughs> straight weeks of pasta. I mean, that's not going to be good for you. Well, the couple said they quickly ruled out Olive Garten for the baby's name, but soon settled on Olivia. They said we were able to make it a joke, but a little more subtle. It was an easy decision. So an Olive Garden company spokesperson says that the restaurant chain is aware of the couple's name thanks to a photo of a custom-made onesie that the Gartens posted. They're planning a little surprise for the new parents. Ooh, what if they get, like, free breadsticks for life? Uh, that would be worth it. Okay, there are... Here's here's some of the deals with the never-ending pasta pass. Oh and by the way, God. Olive Garden is not a sponsor of this show. Uh, <laughs> but should they be? Should they be? They... You get... Let's see, never-ending pasta... What is this, an all-inclusive week-long trip to Italy for two for $200? There's some kind of special pass. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of Are you ridiculous. trying to figure out how you can get a pasta pass? Yeah, I'm, I'm debating now. If I <laughs> should we do a before and after of me eating seven straight weeks of pasta? I yeah, don't think that's gonna be. I don't think that's gonna be good for me. All right. Well, anyway, pasta pass. There it is. Let's move on to something else. Okay, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I don't know if you can get a pasta pass right Maybe now. Maybe you can't. Okay. Well, speaking of pasta, is this something that you'd eat? What about a spaghetti burrito? No. Well, no. a spaghetti. I like spaghetti and I like burritos. A spaghetti burrito is a two thousand calorie food missile that wants to launch right into your face. Food missile is a terrible terminology. I do not like Put that. Put food missile yeah. in your mouth. Give me one of them food missiles. Born Before, here. Born here. <laughs> All right. Yes, a spaghetti burrito has been a thing that has been invented. It uh, combines cheese, spaghetti, meat, and tortillas into a giant food pill. <laughs> that looks like a burrito. Giant food pill is kind of a great, great descriptor. All right. So this is, uh, this company is called Healthy Junk Food, but it's spelled like hell, like H-E, double hockey sticks. Not healthy. Hell. Uh, healthy uh, junk mm-hmm. food. Well, they're no stranger to making bold meals. That condense a lot of calories into not healthy foods. I guess they, uh, they're they the ones that came up with the, the giant grilled cheese sandwiches. I think the ones made out of cheeseburgers. Um, giant chicken McNuggets. <laughs> but now... Would you eat a giant chicken McNugget? Mm, no, because I still have a phobia of when you didn't cook that chicken all the way through that one time. Like years ago yeah. when that happened? And I don't, like, I don't think I could handle like, a big piece of chicken not knowing that it's not cooked all the way through. I seriously still remember what that tasted like, and that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I made a chicken strip say, I didn't cook them all the way through. No, because I, our it buddy, was my fault. It was my mistake. No, because our buddy Lou hooked us up with some yeah. awesome chicken strips, and Greg was like, oh, I'll make chicken strips while we're working. <clears throat> and he did not cook them all the way through. Oh, my God. I can't even talk <laughs> about it. I can't even actually talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I know, and I, I understand, because it gets stuck in my head, too. I can appreciate that. All right, so if you want to make your own spaghetti burrito, I'm sure you can find <laughs> how to do so online. Okay. Because it is like filled, yeah. So it's filled with chicken. Oh, it's so it's seasoned meat and che- and a cheese log for the inside. Seasoned meat and a cheese log, like an Wrapped entire log of cheese. Wrapped in spaghetti. That's too much cheese. Oh, don't you dare! A log of cheese. That's too much cheese. 
I don't know what's wrong with you or how often you were dropped as a child, but there's no such thing as too much cheese. <laughs> what does that have to do with being dropped? I'm saying that's too much cheese. If you're eating a log of cheese at one sitting, yeah, you need to think about your cheese consumption. Do no. you need to think about your cheese consumption? Maybe, but it's not your business. Not your business. Okay. I once ate a wheel of cheese, remember? <laughs> you did eat a wheel of cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, and finally. <laughs> I once ate a wheel of cheese. I did. Born here. Finally, a self-taught rocket engineer who claims to believe the Earth is flat plans to launch himself nearly 2,000 feet into the air on a homemade steam rocket that he has invented himself. Yes, he's going to prove to all of us pesky round believers that indeed the Earth is flat. Where are these people getting a platform? I realize that's ironic because I'm giving them a platform by talking about it. However, why... Have I never heard of so many flat earthers until recently? Yeah, it really is. Are we just is. getting dumber as a society? Well, yes. Okay. The answer to that's very easy. Yes, absolutely. 100% we're getting dumber. But, yeah, I don't know if they're, this is all like a new fad thing. This is how let's be. Or they've always been there and we just never heard about them. You know, is it like because now the racists are free to be racist? You know, the that's true, flat really earthers aren't are free to be flat earthers. I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't know where it all comes Free from. Free to be a flat earther. <laughs> all right. Well, this guy's name is uh, Mad Mike Hughes. <laughs> and Mike accurately points out, you just talked about a spaghetti burrito. Yeah. Oh, Good that's point. true. That's true. All right. Well, this guy's name is Mad Mike Hughes. He's 61 years old, a limo driver, <laughs> an Amboy. Oh, wait, no, in California. It doesn't say where he's from, but he's, uh, his name's Mad Mike Hughes, 61 years old, limo driver. Said that he'll be lifting off over the California ghost town of Amboy, traveling about, uh, let's see, traveling 500 miles per hour, reaching 1,800 feet in altitude, and then exiting the rocket via a parachute. Sounds plausible. Well, the so amateur. So, how is this going to prove it, though? I don't understand. Well, let's go. Let's let's dive into this, shall okay. we? The amateur rocket scientist has been making headlines not just for his stunt, but for his self-professed bizarre attitude towards science because he doesn't believe in it. He believes in rocket science, basically, but not but not science, science. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the primary sponsor for his rocket escapade is a group called Research Flat Earth. So he's posted pictures of his rocket that have the words Research Flat Earth painted in large letters across the bright red rocket's side. Mad Mike Hughes says, I don't believe in science. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air, about the certain sizes of rocket nozzles and thrust. But that's not science. That's a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. His ultimate plan is to launch the rocket into space so he can see for himself and prove to everyone that the Earth is flat. So he was going to ride the rocket? Oh, no, he's going to be in, I think he's going to be inside of it. Okay. I think he's inside of it and then he parachutes up because that gotcha. totally okay. makes sense. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So while a homemade rocket built by someone who claims to not believe in science seems a little strange, Hughes does have some rocket experience. In 2014, he flew a manned rocket more than 1,000 feet over Winkleman, Arizona. In 2016, he planned another launch, but ultimately canceled after some last-minute tests proved to not be going so well. He was also awarded the 2002 Guinness World Record for longest ramp jump in a limousine. Wow, he's a bad boy. Real bad boy. Real bad boy. 
so it's, so far the rocket's cost him about $20,000. Good thing he has that sponsorship money. Uh, so he, when he first conceived of the launch to prove that the Earth was flat from his rocket, he attempted to fund it via Kickstarter, uh, which didn't get funded. Uh, so he was initially going to do his launch this past weekend. However, he said that he was unable to um, obtain the required permits. So he's going to be doing it sometime this week on someone's private property. Oh, boy. So stay tuned because Mad Mike Hughes is going to prove once and for all Mad Mike Hughes. that we are just living on an upside down Frisbee full of water. That the earth is really flat. Okay. All right. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff going on. That there. is a lot of stuff. There's some stuff going uh, on. I do have just a little bit of ball talk. Okay. We still to need to that. get a new song for you. We do. Yeah. Because yeah, this one is not good. It's not working. No, it's not working. I thought, I thought you liked it. This one? <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> but other people don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't think, think anybody else does. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Little potpourri of balls, little smattering, little of this, little of that. Not a ton to get to, I do want to say. In the world of college football, ah. a lot of upsets, sir. <laughs> I saw one of them. What? Well, I saw what the, did you see? I saw Apple Cup. Uh, yeah, Apple Cup was bad. That was so bad. I was watching it in Seattle. Yep. Apple Cup was bad. <laughs> Not as bad as the other game, but Apple Cup was bad. So, uh, yeah, Washington definitely won. The Washington Huskies won the Apple Cup. Which what was it, is like 40-something between... to 7? Something like that. Yeah. Still not as bad as the other game. Oh, I don't even know what happened in the <clears> other game. <throat> oh. It should have been taken off of television. It should, it's unsafe for people to watch. It was uh, the Civil War, Oregon versus Oregon State. I believe the final score was 69-7. So uh, Oregon State has officially hit rock bottom. Like, they they can't get worse. They can't get worse than they are. So that's <clears throat> that's the one positive, I think. It can, it can only get better don't from here. Don't tempt fate. I mean, I don't know how. It, they lose to Portland State, so they go 0-11 instead of 1-10 is what they ended up being. I mean, it's it's bad. So Oregon State not doing so good. Uh, the rumor is they're going to be hiring uh, Cal's offensive coordinator. He used to be Eastern Washington University's coach. I don't know. Who knows if that's true or not. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, Alabama got a bit upset, though. That's great. Miami got upset. Lots sounds of like they got, they got angry is yeah, what it sounds they like. Maybe pro- they, they probably upset. did. Well they, well, they were upset after They probably that. were upset. So we'll have to see what happens with them. Moving on to ball talk. Um, the greatest performance ever for a halftime show, I believe, happened in Canada. <coughs> happened where? In Canada over this last weekend. In Canada, you say? In Canada for the 2017 Grey Cup. Do you know what the Grey Cup is? Not a clue. So the Grey Cup is, do you know what the CFL is? What are you playing? What? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you playing clips of an old show complaining about me eating? Where did well, that come from? Well, I mean, from? I don't like you eating. Because I eat slow. What was that? I don't know. It was all in your head. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, the greatest show. So do you know what the CFL is? No. Canadian Football League. Okay. Do you know what that is? It's a Canadian Football League. Okay. 
it, it, that's c- correct. It's a Canadian football league. Yes, it, Canada has their own football league. Slightly different rules. Um, it's kind of like a minor, minor league of the NFL, I suppose. Okay. But they have their own thing that goes on up there. And so they have the Grey Cup, which happens every year. And the Grey Cup is their Super Bowl. So it was the Toronto Argonauts against the Calgary Stampeders over this last weekend. But the main thing that happened, though, was the halftime show in what's being called the most Canada thing ever, the most Canadian thing that Canada's ever done. And their halftime show was, A, it, this game was played during basically a blizzard, so there was a whole bunch of snow coming down. Mm-hmm. And the halftime consisted of the star performer coming in via dog sled, Shania Twain. Oh, boy. On a dog sled, being brought into the stadium. Oh, my God. Is she still singing the same songs from the 90s? Please say and yes. And then escorted by actual Mounties to the stage where she performed, yes, the same songs from the 90s. Is it, that don't impress me yep. much. Oh, God. Yep. I feel like a woman. Oh, I feel like yep. a woman. She looks good. She's looking pretty good. I got to say. But still, that is an amazing halftime performance. You have the... You have, I mean, for Canada to have Shania Twain come in on a dog sled in a blizzard with two with some Mounties escorting her to the stage. I mean, all she needed to do is like slam some maple syrup before she went up there, and that's that's the only thing they could have topped it more. So made that happen. Not a whole lot went up on ball talk. We'll just get to the final story here. You this still, one, you, that was a long way of you saying that you still think Shania Twain's hot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Let's she still in. looks good. Yeah, I just looked her up. Yeah. Oh my God! So Stop looking up. <laughs> Stop doing your taxes. <laughs> Preparing to do your taxes. All right. Finally, in ball talk, we've got this. This is actually a little bit of sad news, and for anybody who's been around Oregon and followed the Blazers for any number of years, or just followed basketball in general, you probably know who Steve Snapper Jones is. And Steve Jones' nickname was the Snapper, and. Uh, he was a player for the Blazers and in, in the ABA, the American Basketball Association, NBA for years. And then he went into a broadcasting career. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that time, he broadcasted nationally. And then he also did locally here for the Portland team for a number of years. He worked with uh, Bill Shonley. And so you would see him on either television or listen to him on the radio. Always seemed like he was just having like the best time of his life. And, uh, and he just passed away over this last weekend. Oh. So Steve Snapper Jones, he was awesome. Like, he was one of my favorite people to listen to talk about basketball. He was just fun. Oh. So Steve Snapper Jones will be definitely missed. And I just want to give a shout out to him. Awesome. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. It's a little oompa-pa in the background, too. I never noticed that before. Do you hear it? There is some oompa. <laughs> A little bit of oompa going on there. Just a little bit of oompa. Just a little bit of oompa in all of us. All right. I think we've done enough. But I do want to talk about uh, one more thing with the Portland Podcast Festival. So we talked about stage one. And the schedule is going up, I believe, today. We're announcing the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to check uh, yeah, the schedule Yeah, so that way you can, start, you can start figuring out how you're going to pop back and forth. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So pdxpodfestival.com, and now you can get tickets on there, but then also we have the schedule, so it's got the lineup of when shows are going to be going on and when who's on which stage. So we have the Mountain Ale main stage, and that's from Small Town Brewery, Mountain Ale, not your father's Mountain Ale, and not your mother's iced tea. And then the other stage 
is the Toko stage brought to you by Jane. And the Toko stage is this. So we've got, sponsored with Jane, which is a, a, a cannabis dispensary store here mm-hmm. in Portland. Marijuana. Marijuana dispensary mm-hmm. where you can go and uh, pick up marijuana because it's legal here. You can do that. You I just like hearing Greg say marijuana. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But you go can. buy some weed, some good quality stuff. Yes. And so janepdx.com is the website where you can go and check out their location. And one of their suppliers is a company called Sweet Cannabis who makes a thing called Toco. Toco is a vape pen. And that's essentially you take the oil from marijuana and you can smoke it that way. Mm-hmm. And so they're the sponsors of the second stage. And we're very excited to have them on board. They're going to be down there too with information, better explaining their products than I do. Mm-hmm. But Toco... I think you're doing a great job. I'm, I'm doing my best here. So that they are just wonderful sponsors though of us. And they believe in the podcasts and they believe in this festival. They reached out to us. So I can't say thank you enough to them for how awesome they are uh, for doing that, for just believing in the whole the whole idea behind this. So go ahead and check that out now. JanePDX.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. pdx.com and that's where you can go there and you can also learn about they have Toco a solid logo pens. too I really like it they do yeah no everything's solid about them so the Toco stage but brought to you by Jane oh my gosh that is the second stage Craig, check out like all the shows and when they're going to be on is it in five days or six days I don't know how to count do I count today or do I count tomorrow is it five days what or six days like how far away is it six days six days yeah so we count today so it'll be Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sure. I don't know, Sarah. I don't know what's going on in your head of, over there. Just say it's six days to okay. make yourself feel better. Okay. It's five days. But all right. Um, send us an email. FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You were all wonderful. I am so excited just listening to this song. I cannot wait to hear Motherfucking Courage on Saturday. Full band practice starts tomorrow. Oh my God. All right, so this is your last day of, of peace. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah, it's full work mode for the next for the next week. I am so excited for this weekend, though. I would really love to see everybody out there. Pick up your tickets. PDXPodFestival.com. We would love to see you out there. Come support us. Yeah, Come please. Support podcasts. Yeah, it's, if you're listening it, to this, you obviously support podcasts. And if you're this, wondering, like, what can I do ones. to help Sarah and Greg, and you know, other Portland podcasts who all love what they do, like. When we put on events, come to them. That's that's important. Well, it's one of the things. If you're, if you're not like a you know the nerdist or Adam Carolla or something like that, like these kinds of things are how you support shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these kinds of events. If you're if you're able to get here, that would be. Wonderful. 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 Yes. All right. Uh, coming up after this show, speaking of local podcasts, we've got the Mark and Toddcast. Awesome. Which is part of the Fun Employment Radio Network of Podcasts. We have a Ooh. number of amazing ones, some of which you're going to get to see live, actually, at the uh, PDX Pod Festival. You can check all that out at FunEmploymentRadio.com. And we have the latest episode of the Mark and Todd cast that's going to be played after this for all of, all of you live subscribers. Awesome. You get to hear it before it goes out. And on this one, they're talking about quantum computing. Ooh, I like that. I know you do. You're like, yeah. ooh, I saw you get distracted by oh, it for a second. quantum computing. Oh. I do. Ooh. 
Okay, that's that's kind of creepy the way I said that. That was. All that right. was. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, friends. Born here. Born here. <laughs> oh, God. I'm such an idiot.